Welcome to Roots for Growth podcast. I'm Anna Bell and today I'm joined by Fiona DL. Hi Fiona. Hi. Hi Anna. Great to see you and Fiona is joining me. Um, in fact I can't wait to ask you all about um, some things that have been happening recently and to introduce Fiona um, she's an intuitive holistic therapist founder of Women Together Network, which is blossoming. And she's recently received an award for her work with Girl Guiding. So we'll come on to all of those things. Um, and the first thing I'd, I'd like to ask you about, Fiona, um, especially since this, this is around about the time of International Women's Day, is what does it mean to you to be a woman in business? Yeah, um, I've, I just think about this, actually. To be a woman in business, I feel empowered. When I worked in the corporate world, it was very much a male-dominated world. And women were almost an afterthought. And, you know, what was important to them was an afterthought. And being a woman in my own business now, I like to put women at the forefront of my business. In fact, I actually am a woman working in business to help women because I work mainly with women only. Mm -hmm. And... I just feel that I'm giving people what they need. Yeah, I'm giving women what they need. And I think that's what it means. And yeah, and there's that empowered thing as well, where I feel that actually I'm in charge of my own destiny, mm. which is a really, really lovely thing and a really lovely feeling. Yeah, I think that's probably how it feels to me to be that. And also, you know, it's great to be in charge and not have anyone tell you what to do. Yes. <laughs> Here, here. <laughs> I know. I said to somebody the other day, my boss gives me rubbish pay when I'm off, but she's pretty good at giving me the time off. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> and that sense of being in charge of your own destiny, what impact does that have on you and your life? It gives me the time to do things that I want to do. It allows me to work the hours that suit me. And to take the time to do the fun things that I like to do, like swim in, um, you know, outdoor swimming, I like wild swimming. Mm -hmm. And to be able to run my net, my, you know, women's together group and to do the volunteering that I do with Girl Guiding and the time and just to just be me and to, you know, be able to go out for a walk when I want to go out for a walk and um, all sorts of things. That's, yeah, I think that's yeah. really what it means for me. And, and the Women Together Network, that's something that actually started in, in lockdown, wasn't it? Or just at the beginning of the... It started uh, yeah, in June 2020, actually. So mm. I moved from Orkney here to um, Clitmanshire in August 2019. And I really didn't know anybody and I just started my business. And so then when we were locked down in March, I suddenly felt that I didn't know anyone. And I want to get to know other businesswomen and see what they were doing during the pandemic and how it was affecting them. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a real supporter of women through all sorts of things that I do in my life, from my job um, to my hobbies. And so this was just like an almost a natural extension for me. And I couldn't actually believe how quickly it grew uh, and people got involved. And I guess right back in that early day, it suddenly grew from you know, 100 people to 400 people really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really super to see all these women um, and get to know them online. And I always, it was funny because we did um, 
you know, events online, like on Zoom networking events and things like that, just getting to know people. And it was really funny when we first met them because then it was, and I've still not met everyone face to face. There are so many. But when you first met, you know, like when I met you, for example, and we met in um, in Falkirk at Calendar Park, and it was like we'd known each other forever yes. because we'd already been online for a year, um, you know, chatting and meeting at online events and things like that. And it really was um, such a super way to get to know new people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and um, there's a kind of theme of celebration there, isn't there? In particular, again, around International Women's Day, celebrating women's achievements and, and women in business. So what have been the highlights for you of um of say the last couple of years either in your group or in your business yeah to look at first of all in my business the highlight for me in my business in the last couple of years is to um, take ownership and open up my business in my own home mm-hmm. which was a big thing moving away from a sort of salon environment even though I was self-employed mm-hmm. I was within a established salon and it was my business and I did rent the room but moving and taking hold of that but also growing my business to suit the pandemic as well so thinking about what people could do therapy wise at home mm-hmm. rather than have to come to the salon when they couldn't so they could get you know a facial in a box so my face pack actually it was a year ago now that I launched it oh, um, already I, yeah I know it's <laughs> insane isn't it it really is I just think I can't believe it's a year past the first of March since I launched that face pack subscription facial in a box and that's been great it was great for me it was um, great for my clients. It was allowing them to keep on. And also it's a beautiful gift. So that's been a real high point for me. Mm-hmm. The group itself, the high points from that have been, I think, um, getting together with women. So meeting, actually eventually getting together. We've had some lovely um, coffee and chat networking events in the mornings in the park in Stirling, which would be lovely. And first of all, we were outside. And then we've moved inside into the Thames Pavilion, and that's been really lovely. We'd had a beautiful Christmas get-together. And then, of course, tomorrow on International Women's Day, um, which is the 8th of March, we will be having our um, International Women's Day celebration, which is just, I just, I'm so excited. Yeah, Yeah, me too. And from the feedback from the group, it's uh, similar. And of course, there's that sense of celebration and um, the theme of breaking the break the bias, which is the, the sort of tagline for this year, isn't it? Yes, to do with equality right, yeah. and challenging gender stereotypes, and and um, I'm wondering what does break the bias mean to you? I think to me, break the bias means that actually, no matter who you are and where you're from, you have the same opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, that's my feeling anyway. It's more than just gender bias it's age bias it's sexuality bias it's anything mm-hmm. um just whatever it is that sort of bias you know oh the um oh you're gray hair so you must be old bias you know um, and obviously i have gray hair and i'm not old <laughs> nobody can see that but i'm telling you now <laughs> um so the bias goes you know much longer but that's what it means to me really about no matter who you are and where you're from then you should have the same opportunity. Yeah, and and that speaks to me in terms of um, encouraging everyone to be themselves and to celebrate and bring who they are 
um, and and um, and actually, what also came into my mind there is having seen you with the the group. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes, and I want to thank you for that. That you know, if someone's having a difficult time, um, you spot things and you speak to people and you approach them and say, you know, I'm thinking about you and whatever. And I I think that's a lovely quality to have, and I think that works to to address aspects of break the bias as well is to include people and help them to feel valued and um and seen and actually well that's a lovely like something else I was going to ask you about and <laughs> um, being a co-author in, in the book so uh, can you tell us about that yeah so it was this time last year actually I got this opportunity to be part of a collaborative book with 14 other women that was um basically hosted by a um a lady called Kat Massey, and she has brought together 15 female entrepreneurs to talk about how they step into their power and their passion. Um, and my chapter was about, I guess, linking back to what you said before about how um, I called it that damn curse is my superpower because all my life I've been really empathic and or empathetic, just about means the same, really. Um, I call it empathic, but empathetic the same and also very, very um, emotional and emotionally driven. <laughs> and in my younger years, I felt it was a real curse because it really did hold me back because people, or my perception was mm. that people judged me for it. And actually, you know what? Judge away, <laughs> because I'm not caring. It's really who I am and makes me the person I am. And so I've written about that and how um, it had taken me to a really bad place in my life. And then where I found through beginning to learn more about myself and where um, I was coming from, that it was actually a superpower. Mm -hmm. That it makes me the person I am. Mm -hmm. And definitely my superpower. And I had to laugh, actually, because somebody tagged me in a picture the other day and said, here's Fiona demonstrating her superpower. And that did make me laugh because <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and and um, I've I've read a lot recently people commenting about about tears being healing. As a, as a friend of mine actually who talks about hot healing tears when when someone's letting go of emotions that 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 just need to come out and just be released and and um, it can have a really cathartic effect, can't it? Absolutely, and I encourage women who are definitely women who come to my therapy room, if they're feeling emotional, then, mm -hmm. you know, often when you are receiving a massage or Reiki or something like that, tears will come. Yeah, yeah. And actually that's okay because <laughs> that's all part of the healing process. Yeah. And the it's fact natural, that I start crying, The fact that I probably start crying with them helps. <laughs> <laughs> I see a tear, I have a tear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether and, and, that be a tear of joy or laugh or sadness. Yes. <laughs> and, and talking about joy, I also do want to ask you about your award. So just a couple of days ago, at the time of recording this, you have been awarded a Laurel Award for excellent services to girl guiding. And I'd love to know what what kinds of things have you been involved in over the years? Because I know it's been many years now. Wow. How many things I've been involved in. Goodness gracious. Do you know listening on Saturday, um when people were talking many lovely things about me, which is quite overwhelming. Mm. Um, my daughter said to me, wow, mum, you know, when I think about all of the times you've just said, oh, I'm just going away for a weekend or, you know, I'm away for a week to here or I'm away there. 
just I never really thought about it all like this. Mm-hmm. And I've been involved with girl guiding more or less since I was a brownie. Mm. I was seven. That wasn't yesterday. In fact, I'll be feeling like, you know, those of you who are good at maths, it was 48 years ago mm. that I became a brownie. And in the olden days, as my daughter used to say when she was younger, <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to laugh, really, otherwise you'd just cry. Um, yeah, 48 years ago, so a long time ago. And um, I was inspired a lot then by my leaders. And it wasn't really until Natalie, and I was a guide and a ranger, and then I moved to Venture Scouts because there was boys there. I'm going to be honest, that mm-hmm. was the main hall. And then I came back to Girl Guiding in the sort of early 90s. So I'd had a break of about six years. Um, although I was still a member because I still was officially a ranger. I just mm. never ever had been. Um, I'd never went. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I have done all sorts of things. I am a trainer for adult leaders. I have run events for girls from little camps to big camps. Mm-hmm. I have tra- taken groups of girls abroad. I have worked at the World Conference for the World Association of Girl Guys and Girl Scouts, where um, I was the keeper of the flame, which means about keeping that whole um, guiding ethos running and not disappearing into the governance of the conference. Mm -hmm. Um, I have um, run the programme at the European Conference of the um, World Association of Girl Guys and Girl Scouts. Oh, I've done so many things, um, taking girls to London many times, all over We've been to Japan and India and Switzerland and Mexico. So all sorts of places. It's just been absolutely phenomenal. So many opportunities. Uh-huh. And finally, um, what I'm involved in now, I at the moment, I'm not involved with the unit. Mm-hmm. I work with leaders. So I work with actually with um, county executives, helping them um, facilitating the changes in their governance and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also just recently been appointed as part of the co-team for the Juliet Lowe Seminar, which is held actually virtually this year mm-hmm. in 2022. And that is a seminar run by the World Association of Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, um, which has been happening since 1932. My goodness. So this is not a new thing. And it's about empowering participants with leadership practices and mindsets that they need to succeed in the world, mm-hmm. not just within girl guiding, but within their entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an intercultural, inspirational, and international experience as such, mm-hmm. even although we will all be in our own countries online. And what that means is that we can offer it to more girls. Yeah. Because we're offering it to 500 girls, whereas there would only be a, you know, a small number of girls if it was in one place. Yeah. So that gives a much greater impact. It's a different way of extending your reach, isn't it? Absolutely. It's marvellous. And actually, the pandemic has made that possible because Mm -hmm. before we never, ever thought that we could ever run anything online. And now from the World Solution of the World, um, Girl Guides and Girl Scouts, we have run the World Conference online Mm -hmm. last year. We ran, you know, from 144 countries across the world, in fact, 150 countries throughout the world, online, at a world conference. You just think that, that would never happen. Yeah. But it did, and it was great, and it worked, and everybody loved it. Yeah. Uh, 
and we have run all sorts of different things. I mean, I recently did an auction online for the Olive Baden Powell Society, and I was the auctioneer, mm-hmm. um, which is was all fine, but I couldn't see the chat. Somebody saying, "You're Scottish, slow down." <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's maybe a bit like, you know, the auction halls where you've got the person speaking really fast. I think that can have an, an effect of its own as well. Exactly. I was getting carried away with myself. <laughs> I really thought that I was in, you know, Sotheby's or something. Or yeah. on, what's that program called again? But it's a bargain. I can't remember which one. Oh, was yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, it was really getting carried away, but it was lots of great fun. Yeah, so lots of lots of great contributions from what I'm hearing. The, the, the significance of that, especially for girls and young women who won't have otherwise had a chance to experience anything like that, or maybe it's very different from their family life. Um, that that can be such a turning point for for people. Very much so, and it's you know it's interesting actually because even in the group of ten of us that are in this core team, mm-hmm. um, we have people from all throughout the world. And when we had our first meeting, which for my time, um, just last week, as from recording this, um, it was um, 6 p.m. my time. Mm-hmm. However, my um, the lady who is the lead of the project, Jen, she's in Tasmania. It was 5 a.m. for her. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, for me. And then we thought about the lady who was in Bangladesh. And it was 12.30 for her in the evening or early early morning. Mm-hmm. And because of their culture, she is in a room with her whole family. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. So that is not a suitable time for the call mm-hmm. going forward. So we need to change it. Mm. And now it's for f- 5am for me. Ah, right, yes. <laughs> Seems like a good idea at the time. <laughs> yeah. So it's about all of these things. But also the thing, the great thing about, or the thing about the challenges that come with being online and things are that it's getting people the internet access. Because we mm. just take that for granted. Yeah. But when you're in Africa, for example, it's not quite so simple. So we get people... Um, so whilst the um, the funding would go towards an event before, the funding will go towards getting girls access for mm-hmm. the conference. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, paid cards and things like that so that they can <laughs> take part. That's a great example of making things more equal and accessible making it work Absolutely. for all well wags are very good at that because they have what they would call uh um it's more they have a level so there are four levels so there are people who like in the uk so for example if something was 100 pounds it cost us 100 pounds wealth levels so in different countries it may cost them 25 pounds mm-hmm. for example so it's graded that way because we know that not everyone can afford the same fee yes yeah Mm. And thinking about um, all, you know, where you are now, and obviously that's continuing with Girl Guiding, your involvement in the current um, and future events. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on the future um, ba- based on you know, the times we're living in. For anybody listening, what, what words of encouragement um, or as a perspective that you think you could, you could offer them? I think that anyone can do anything. And that really is true. And when I look at the girls and young women that I have been um, speaking to and working with recently, you know, some of these girls have come from very um, difficult backgrounds Mm. and have gone on to do great things because they believe in themselves Mm -hmm. and other people believe in them. 
because that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Belief is the first step. So if you believe you can do something, then you can. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably it. And I have known that myself. I mean, I believed I could start my own business and I have. Mm-hmm. I believed that I could make um, set up a group of women who would inspire each other and I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believed I could lift weights and I can. Yeah. yeah I never thought that. I mean, I'm doing that now. <laughs> I'm now lifting weights that I never believed I could lift mm-hmm. in a million years. So you know, if you believe it, you can do it. Yeah. Fantastic. And what a lovely, a lovely place to finish, Fiona. Thank you so much for um taking this time um today and um can't wait to see what happens next and enjoy International Women's Day. Thank you. You too, Anna. Thank you. So this has been Roots for Growth podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Our aim is to spark your curiosity, share learning and inspiration and connect you with what's important in your life. Thanks again to Fiona DL and I hope you can tune in next time.